Testing. I tell you what, just stand up and give Jesus a standing applause. Because he deserved it. My name is Ronnie James. I'll be your host. It's so great to have you here with us today. We're going to get kicked off here in a moment. Whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, Eternity TV, we welcome you to turn your private place into a worship space. Praise team is going to bless us with a few songs, and the words will be on the screen if you decide to join in with us. After that, our pastor is going to give us a great message. All in all, we'll be about an hour or so, and we're thanking you for joining us this morning. We ask this time that you release whatever may be hindering you, whatever may be stopping you from giving God your whole heart and whole mind. We thank you today. And we ask that you join us with prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for allowing us to be in this place, your house of prayer. We thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to come before your throne of grace. Because we know that when you hear our prayers, you open up heavenly blessings. So we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to serve you because you're deserving all the praise and you're worthy of all the worship and we thank you we pray god for those that are on their way that you give them traveling grace and we pray god that you bless our pastor with wisdom and knowledge that he may bless us with a word from on high oh god we thank you we praise your holy name today in jesus name we pray amen 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 let's give the lord a hand clap of praise hallelujah Hallelujah. How many of y'all know that Jesus will on this morning? Whatever he said that he is going to do, he will do it. So we're going to take it back for y'all this morning. Jesus will. 
Jesus will. I know he will because he said he will. Oh, yes. Jesus will. Jesus will. I know he 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 will. He said 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 he will. He'll fight my battle. He'll fight my battle. I know he will. He'll fight my battle. He'll fight my that Jesus will on this morning. Hallelujah. 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 We're not going to stop right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we go into this next song that says victory belongs to Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 No one can, no one will. Who will stand against the king? No one can, no one will. Oh, oh. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Oh, oh. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. So who can stand? Who can stand against the Lord? No one. No one can. Say who can stand? Who can stand against the king? Nobody can. No one can. No one will. No one will. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. victory belongs. Victory belongs to Jesus. Yes, it does. Victory belongs to Say the victory belongs. Victory belongs to Jesus. Yes, it does. Victory belongs to Him. Oh, 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 oh. Say the victory belongs. Victory 
belong to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Oh, 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 oh. Victory belongs. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. So we put our hope in You. So we put our trust in you. You will deliver. You will deliver. You're a provider. You're a provider. I find my victory. I find my victory in you. I'm forever victorious. Forever victorious.
Victory belongs to Him. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Oh, oh, oh. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Amen. Those of you who are struggling and wondering, has Christ left you? He has not. He's taken you by his righteous right hand. And, and navigate you through the problem. So what you have to do is rest in his promises and trust in him. That's a beautiful song. The victory is already won. As we prepare for responsive reading, we'll be coming out of Romans 8, verses 26 through 28. If you follow me, I'll read the first verse, you read the second. A third together. Romans 8.26 says, In this same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. 27, you read. together and we know uh, it causes all things to work together for the good uh, to God and to those who are called according to his purpose. May God bless the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his word. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God, for what you've given us in this in your word. We thank you, God, for allowing tests coming our life, that it may work character in our soul. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in this church. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in every saint's life, that you're allowing sometimes trouble to come in, that we may depend on you. We love you, God. We praise you. We ask that you show up in a mighty way because we know your presence is strength in our life. We love you. We praise your holy name. We pray, God, for our pastor that he bring a word that we would hear. We have a listening ear to hear and that we may apply in our life, that it would make a difference, that it would make a change in our life. We love you. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. I want to say good morning to everyone. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. My goodness, it is good. It is awesome to be here this morning in the presence of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I am grateful and thankful that God has blessed us to be here 
one of the things that I'm grateful for is that uh, you that are online and those of you that are here, I want to thank you for your commitment to Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the key. The key, your first commitment, if your first commitment is to Christ, everything else falls into place. Amen. And while we cannot see Christ now, we know that he sits at the right hand of God. Don't allow anything in your life to overpower that one fact. Amen. That he is seated at the right hand of God. And the Bible says, and he declares that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us to that one who sits at the right hand. So come on, let's thank God that we have an intercessor. When I don't know what to pray, I was just looking at that scripture that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Amen. I want to thank God. We do have the men of the church, the I men, the impact men of our church. They, this is their Sunday and they are standing on post. Amen. Thank God that these men are standing in the gap. Amen. We, we, we are, we're taking our third Sunday and we're transforming our third Sunday. I'm going to say it one more time. We're transforming our third Sunday in this church. And this third Sunday will be about the men serving, amen, in the capacity of worship, ushering people into the presence of God, standing on post, praying, come on somebody, reading scripture, just showing that men do love Jesus. My goodness, men do love Jesus. Come on, one more time. Men do love Jesus, amen. Uh, you can love Jesus and still be a man, you know. Amen. Because let me tell you something. There's nobody will do you like the Jesus. Amen. Nobody will do you like the Lord either. Amen. So we thank God today for his grace and his mercy. I am thankful. We had a great meeting today. We met up with the men today uh, prior to our services and just kind of brain brainstorming as to where, what, where and what direction we're going to go in. God gave me something as I was in worship. Let, let me tell you something. When you're in worship, you have to be engaged um, to what's, what the songs are, but also reflecting over your life, praising God, reflecting, right? And the one thing the Lord impressed upon my heart is this one word, rebuild. It, vision, we have to reap this pandemic. I'm talking about pandemic here. It's time to rebuild. rebuild. Um, <clears throat> it is. It is. And what, what I'm saying, what, where I'm going with this is even, even, even the things that we're doing um, and getting people reconnected to the kingdom. Because there are a lot of people who, who have been disconnected Maybe you're watching online, you're disconnected from the church because the pandemic has you restricted. But here's the thing, it's time to rebuild and reconnect. Amen. We're going to rebuild and we're going to reconnect. And that includes ministries, uh, re rethinking how we're doing ministry. Uh, we have to really rethink how we're going to serve. Amen. Post-pandemic, we have to think about how we're going to serve until that time comes. 
And so that's what a leader does. He casts what? Vision. And so um, just know that we're working on some things with the men. And also we're going to be looking, reevaluating, amen, how we're doing ministry and why we're doing ministry and what we're doing ministry for. Amen. And so one of the key things that I believe uh, that's that word ministry has to do with people. Did you know that? Whenever it's a ministry, it has to be used for the betterment of people. Oh, come on. Amen. That's what we're here to do. We're here to serve people. And I want to encourage you. Amen. I want to encourage you this way. Remember this. God remembers. He will never forget your service to him. And not only does God remembers, but God rewards. Come on, somebody. He rewards. And not only does God reward, amen, but God will revive your life. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but it's time for a revival to take place in you. Revival just means to regene, to renew. Somebody needs a renewal of your faith. Amen. Somebody needs reassurance. Amen. Of where you are. Man, that nine o'clock service facing your giants, man, listen, if you were here, if you didn't get catch it, catch it again on the rebroadcast. But listen, if you serve God, it will pay off. And I want to say to you men standing at your post today, I want to say to you that God is able and he will never forget what you're doing in his kingdom. Amen. And so we're going to relieve uh, some of the women in our church who are serving and doing a lot. Uh, my goal, amen, as a leader is to relieve you all of some of this stuff so that way the men can uh, step in, amen, and we're going to work with them and we're going to work with their schedules and we're going to work with their, um, with their availability and we're going to work with their commitments and things like that. Um, we're going to go after this. I want to tell you something. Someone said something. I think it was Reverend James. This is a powerful church. This is a powerful church. Can I tell you something? Don't allow the size of the congregation to fool you. See, people look at mega church and think, oh, that's a powerful church. Come on, somebody. But this is a powerful church. And there's one phrase that we use, a life-changing church. Amen. Our lives are changed because we believe what we preach and stand upon. Amen. And so I encourage you, amen, I encourage you to always remind yourself you're part of something bigger than you. You're part of something great, and it is the kingdom of God. I read that scripture in my prayer time this morning. It says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? It's about that small. But he says then it grows and becomes bigger and becomes bigger than any tree around it but watch this and then it provides shelter come on it provides uh, a place for the birds to 
come on, hang out, hang out at and live. In other words, and not only that, but it provides shade. Come on, come on, come on. See, the kingdom of God, amen, will provide all these things to your life. Amen. If you stay connected to the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Listen, uh, on this Saturday, is it this Saturday? Yes, it is this Saturday. Amen. This Saturday, we will have, I believe it's our sixth annual uh, uh, marriage ER summit. Amen. On this Saturday, my goodness, see, we're rebuilding. Uh, so our marriage summit, if you're not married and you want to get married, there'll be a good place for you to come. You can get some pointers some tips. Uh, we're going to have 10 couples in-house, and then the rest will be online. Amen. Uh, we're going to be, we're going to be actually be doing uh, uh, Zoom. Amen. We're not going to be broadcasting on Facebook or anything like that. But if you want to be part of it, amen, please register by texting uh, marriage ER to 94000. My gosh, my mind is still working. Amen. Listen, if you've never been to Marriage ER, um, it's a powerful conference. It's a powerful summit. You know what a summit is? You know why we don't call it a conference? Summit is the highest meeting point. It's where people go to the highest point to meet, to have a meeting of the minds. Amen. Where you get information as well as transformation. Amen. And so if you want to join us, amen, it's $50 a couple. Amen. We're going to provide food. We're going to provide the material. Amen. And we're going to go forward and strengthen our marriages. Then on Sunday, we will have a rededication of our marriages. Amen. Married people struggle, y'all. Um, they do. They struggle. They struggle. They struggle to get along. Uh, but then they do have great times, too. Okay. And so all ER is the emergency room for your marriage or enrichment for your marriage, whichever one, which, which, for whatever reason you're coming. Uh, it could be the emergency room. Uh, we'll check your vitals. Come on, somebody. Amen. And then we will give you, amen, the meds, the marriage meds. Amen. For your marriage. Amen. So please, please join me on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to having a great time with you. Amen. We're going to make ready now to worship God with our gifts. Also, I want to thank God. Uh, we do need some help, I believe, putting together our care packages this week. Our winter care package, they're in. Amen. And so uh, we need some help putting the sets together. If you have some available time to do that, amen, we would love to have you to come during the daytime. Amen. And help us to um, help us to uh, put those sets together because we're going to be passing them out this week in the community. Amen. I believe we have scarves, gloves, and hats. Amen. For our children. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Praise God for that. Amen. And um, I don't have the flyer up, but we do have our summer uh, sponsorship meal sponsorship uh, drive going until April, I believe. And uh, with that, uh, we are asking uh, uh, $25 will feed a ki one kid, one child for a week. Amen. So what we're trying to do is get that going. Um, 
that ends on sponsor. Everything starts today, tomorrow, yesterday, last week. Um, but it begins, it ends on April 29th. Amen. So let's see what we can do to bless this summer program that we have coming up to feed these kids. We're going to feed um, this summer. We'll distribute 30,000 meals. Amen. To the community. So if you want to be a blessing, amen. Somebody said, well, I can't show up. I can't serve pastor. But guess what you can do? Amen. You can serve a different way. You can be a blessing and feed a child for a week. Amen. Come on, ushers, let's go. Pray to God. Thank you, Father, for these gifts and thank you for the givers. I pray your blessings upon them now. And Lord, we ask that you will continue to bless this church, continue to provide for her. Lord, please, uh, you know what our budget is every week, and we present it before you. Now, I pray your blessings upon the hands and the hearts of your people. Continue, Lord, to show them your favor. And God, when they see their blessings come in, Lord, I pray, Lord, that they would see the direct connection to what they have done in the kingdom. We thank you. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Come on, let's worship God. And now our Black History Moment. Amen. For our Black History Moment today, we will recognize Thomas Andrew Dorsey. Thomas Andrew Dorsey was born July 1st, 1899. He went home on January 23rd, 1993. He was an American musician, composer, and Christian evangelist in the development of early blues and 20th century gospel music. He penned 3,000 songs, a third of them gospel, including Take My Hand, Precious Lord, and Peace in the Valley. Recordings of these sold millions of copies in both gospel and secular markets in the 20th century. He gained fame accompanying blues, Belta May Rainey, on tour, and billed as Georgia Tom, joined with guitarist, Tampa Red in a successful recording career. After a spiritual awakening, Darcy began concentrating on writing and arranging religious music. 
aside from the lyrics, he saw no real distinction between blues and church music and viewed songs as a supplement to spoken word preaching. Dorsey served as the music director at Chicago's Pilgrim Baptist Church for 50 years, introducing musical improv improvisation <laughs> and encouraging personal elements of participation, such as clapping, pumping, and shouting in churches when these were widely condemned as unrefined and common. In 1932, he co-founded the National Singers from all over the U.S. that remained active. The first generation of gospel singers in the 20th century worked or trained with Dorsey. Sally Martin, Mahalia Jackson, Roberta Martin, James Cleveland, among others. This is Thomas Andrew Dorsey, and this is your Black History Moment. Amen, amen. Would you all stand your feet as we go into our worship? Shout, he's able, he's 
Lord, he's able. He's able. I like this part right here. Listen. Oh, 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 oh he's able. Give up on you. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. I've tried him. He's able. 
He's able. Cause he's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. Have you tried him? He's able. 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 Whatever he promised. He's able. He's gonna do it. He's able. Whatever he promised. He's able. He's gonna do it. He's able. 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 Don't give up on God. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. Cause he won't give up on you. Don't give up on God. Cause he won't give up on you. Don't give up on God. Cause he won't give up on you. Don't give up on God. Cause he won't give up on you. Cause he's able. Let me believe he's able, y'all. Never give up on God. Amen. No matter what it may look like, no matter what you're going through, remember what you're going through is not your end. What you're going through is a process to get you to the end. Amen. And that process is how you develop. That process is how you change. God is able. The Bible says to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or even think. He's able. He's able. He's able, y'all. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. Think about everything you've been through. <laughs> and you're still here. When the devil tried to cause you to give up. To believe something different about God. Listen, we live in a terrible world, y'all. Russia and the Ukraine. You got that? It, pay attention to that. But yet, in the midst of it all, God is still keeping us. Why did I bring that up? Because that can start something that will change the whole universe. And you got to understand that if you, these things that we see happening today are just birth pains. They're not, it's not, it's not your end, but it is the beginning of the end. Amen. And so you and I have to realize that Jesus said, when you hear a war of wars and Brazil, y'all been paying attention to news. This is me. I like to watch the news. Brazil. Um, a week last week 
a mudslide came through their whole city, killing hundreds, but wiping out cities. You know, just different things are happening, saints, that are giving us a clue that the, that the rapture of the believer is imminent. Jesus said, I want to save you from all that. Oh, thank you. That's right. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to save you from all of that. So sometimes you may not see the relevance in what you're doing. Come on, somebody. But it's about a relationship. And in relationships, sometimes you may not have a good understanding. But the thing about it that you and I have to continue to do is continue to stay faithful to Jesus. Be faithful unto death, and you will receive a crown. Oh, you're going to understand what that crown means later on. I know it gets hard sometimes, but you got to trust God. You got to believe in Him. You have to depend on Him. Problem with us is we panic under pressure. We take matters into our own hands and we start doing things, feeling a certain kind of way. This stuff out here is real. If Russia goes to war with the Ukraine, we're looking at World War III. That's what's going to happen. Everything is going to change. But you know what's crazy? The Bible predicted <laughs> that that European nation in the book of Daniel would be scattered. Mm -hmm. And he says, after that kingdom, the rock will turn into a mountain. That's Jesus. In other words, establishing a sound system. But not yet. We have to be raptured. Sometimes you don't understand what you're going through. You don't know why. You know how many years I lived my life saying, Lord, change me? Oh, Lord. Do you know how long it took? But God showed me something about change. I can't change you if you're not willing to do your part. And I had to understand something. It's hard sometimes changing what you do all the time. So that's where he steps in and gives you the strength to change. Give me the strength, Lord. Oh, give me the strength to change. Because sometimes we're so stuck in what we believe that God's like, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on. That brings me to my message. We're heading in a new direction this year. That's what we're heading. A new direction with Christ. I cast a vision on Wednesday night. And I hope you were here to see it and hope you were there. But here's the thing. We can't do anything without Christ. 
It's impossible. And so I encourage you, saints, to just keep, keep going. This is the last days that we're living in, the age of the Gentiles. Difficult times will come. But we have to hold each other's hands, pray together, seek God's face together, and we will overcome. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles now to the book of First Corinthians, Second Corinthians. I want to pick up. I changed my message last week for Valentine's weekend, love weekend. Second Corinthians chapter nine and verse six. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being in this place. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six says this. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. I want to talk about today the secret to getting your financial house in order, part two. The secret of, to getting your financial house in order. Let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, for the word of God is true. We thank you that you've given us this opportunity to come. I ask for the forgiveness of my sins right now. I know I'm not qualified to stand here without the blood of Jesus Christ covering my sins. So thank you for your forgiveness. That as I ask and exercise 1 John 1 and 9, no matter what has happened in my life, I am righteous in your sight. And that's really what matters. So we pray the same prayer for each and every person here today so that they can receive this word from you. God, we love you. We thank you and praise you. Bless now the preaching of your words from my lips to the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. Give these men a hand, y'all. Amen. Thank you. You guys are. Thank you. What a blessing. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 We have our ushers annual day coming up also. Amen. Praise God for that. Amen. Amen. Um, I love um, the word of God. And there are subjects, topics in the Bible that some people find it very hard to understand or even accept at times. When you start talking about heaven and hell, when you start talking about the last days and things like that, people sometimes struggle with death is a topic. Um, certain subjects are very 
difficult to understand or even accept. Um, take death for a minute. We don't like talking about it. But how often is it preached outside of a funeral? <laughs> Amen, right? Uh, heaven, same thing. Um, take um, the end times. The book of Revelation, how often have you heard it preached, taught, even understood? These are subjects that the average believer today have no clue about. Uh, they can only go on limited information, but the Bible has so much to say about it. Imagine that. I found something out in 2008. I said this, the first part of this series, I found the secret to financial freedom. I did. It was based on a biblical principle that I have exercised and applied and have stayed consistent with and I have reaped and still reaping the benefits of that principle. It's amazing because money is a tough subject to talk about in church. But today, I want you to not think about this message as a message on money. I want you to relate this message to your spiritual life. Now, the context to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, is about money. But it's about a gift that was promised. An act of kindness that this Corinthian church had made a sizable pledge. But then something happened as in our everyday life, correct? You and the moment of your pledging may say, I want to pledge this. For instance, we have first fruit collections coming up, right? Some of us have pledged, but the moment you made the pledge to the moment that you're going to pay the pledge, tell your neighbor things happen. <laughs> It's amazing how the refrigerator will go out. Car will need fixing, though. Amen. Something starts, stuff just start happening, right? And you're wondering, sometimes it'll trick you to think, man, should I have really pledged? But what I realize is this. I want you to do, I want you to take good notes today. I want, I want you to understand something. The, the level of attacks that you're under, listen to me. It's not you being, it's not you doing something wrong. It's the fact that you did something right. You wonder, why did this happen to me? No, it happened to you 
because you did something right. Wasn't that you did something wrong? It was because you were faithful to God. It was because you made up in your heart that you loved him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And that's the reason I believe if you don't understand that, you can take this the wrong way. I ask this question to some people, is your financial house falling apart? It's a good question to ask. Is your financial house falling apart? Maybe it's because it's apart from God. <laughs> Amen. Because when you move it apart from God, it's going to fall apart. But here's the thing. If it's not built on the right foundation, many of us have the desire to be successful. And, and we want to be blessed and we want to have resources and we want to do things, but, but wouldn't it be nice to know the secret, though, to stabilizing your finance? According to the Federal Reserve, 39% of Americans don't have the cash to cover a $400 emergency. Imagine that. Imagine if your, your next emergency happened. Well, let me just ask this. Well, how did you handle your last emergency? <laughs> and, and let me say this. Emergencies do happen. Amen. Listen, we, we often live without a plan. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Uh, many of the households in this report said they could not live without their income for one month. A lot of Americans are prioritizing their present and not their future. You see, believers, if you're struggling with finances today, it's not that you don't have enough. It's not, it's not that you don't make enough. It's the fact that there's, there's a possibility that you're going about it the wrong way. Listen to this. If you had enough, you wouldn't stress as much. All right? But let me ask you this question. What's your number? See, everybody has a number. You have to decide what that number is. And then you have to make a decision that you're going to follow the plan and stick to it. Tell your neighbor you got to stick to it. If you're going to move from lack to living comfortably, you hear what I said? I'm, I don't want to be rich. There's <laughs> several reasons. It's hard for a rich person to go through the eye of a needle. 
But you got to read what Jesus said after that. Though. He said, but nothing's impossible with God. So, eh. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can go either way. <laughs> but the thing about riches is that you, 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 it requires something of you. But I want to be comfortable. Anybody want to be comfortable? Anybody want to take vacations? And when you come back, you don't have to think about, man, we just spent all the money. Now we got to pay bills. How I many you want to live comfortably? Amen. You want, you want to have just, you want to have enough to say, you know what? I could take care of this. I could take care of that. You see, many people believe that finances has nothing to do with their faith. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. A lot of people, a lot of believers don't think that their finances and their faith connect, but it does. I found that there are more scriptures talking about money than there is about prayer. Isn't that something? Jesus says, where your heart is, there also is your treasure. So in my economics class, this is what I teach my students. I said, when you go out to make a purchase as a believer, it is a purchase that's done from the heart according to what you believe about God. Lord have mercy. So for instance, I'm not going to spend my money on certain things that doesn't glorify God for where my treasure is, there also is my heart. See, But what I found, saints, that's very difficult for us to understand is this, the principle itself. I told you last week, week before, first part of the secret, right? I told you, number one, you have to start with faithful stewardship. All right, so if you're gonna do this thing, you gotta start with, by being a faithful steward. What is a steward? A manager. Secondly, I, I told you, you have to stick to your promise to God. Amen? And yourself. So if you say, okay, I'm going to put up $10 a week, then you got to stick to it. Stop cheating yourself. Here's what you got to do. You give to God, you pay yourself, and then you pay your bills. Very simple, but, but very hard for some people. You can't, you can't miss the steps, okay? Told you, you got to seek opportunities to be generous. Let me tell you why generosity has to become part of our, who we are. I believe the reason God is blessing this church, because we are a very generous church. In other words, we don't just gather and keep. We gather and give. Listen, there's somebody that has a need, man. We step up and we do it. And, and some of you just do it privately. Some of you do it, you know, with the church. You know, that's why I believe that we're a blessed church. Okay? I told you also, it's a mindset. I told you, I told you, stop thinking you will never have enough after you've given. <laughs> Come on, say amen. Amen. And then... I told you to see if the love or the lack of money 
has affected your house? The love or the lack? Which one is it? <laughs> what has affected your house? Paul goes on to share with them, and I want to give you five ways now. Ready? He says, now this I say. I got a few minutes. I got 20 minutes. Now this I say, he who sows. <laughs> All right now. Here's what I found out about people who want more. They have found out something. I want to say this to you. Be careful what you ask God for. He'll give it to you. You, you remember when I started this series, I told you that he'll open the windows of heaven. I don't even know if you understand when he goes on to say, and he'll pour out blessings until it overflows. Be careful. I've seen people who are so blessed, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do with it. And here's what I'm saying. Be careful what you ask for, because he'll do it. He'll do it on this principle, though, on this premise, on this premise. And if you're going to get your financial house in order, I think the first way Today is this. You have to first activate the principle. Activate the principle. This ain't magic. Listen, what does it mean to activate the principle? You must decide today that you will become one who sows. That is it. You are a farmer and you got some seed. Listen, the Bible uses the agriculture illustration to illustrate something that we can understand in every generation. That when you sow something, you get something back. Watch me now. Your seed is your choice. And your sowing of your finances is your choice. But remember this. If you don't sow something, my goodness, you don't get nothing back. And I'm going to help you with something here. The moment by faith you release your seed, you activate the principle. The Bible is full of principles. Amen. All right. There are, there are different principles in the Bible. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Come on, somebody. Principle. Uh, I was young and now I'm old. 
But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. That's a principle. Amen. I, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened. It's a principle. There are principles all through the Bible. But activating this principle, listen to this. Ralph Waldo Emerson said this. Watch this. And I'll show you how it works. He says, you sow a thought, you reap an action. See it? You sow an act and you reap a habit. Watch this. You sow a habit, you reap a character. Come on, somebody. You sow a character, you reap a destiny. Our destiny is tied directly to and starts with our thoughts. If you change your thought, you'll change your future. And when I take this and I apply it to why am I broke? It is because I did not activate the principle. You see, and I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you something here in a minute. Listen, this, this is not for the casual giver. getting hot in here it it's not for the every now and then giver it is for the one who understands something when the principle is activated and you begin to see it work you believe it and you do it again and you do it again, and you do it again, and you do and again. Listen, listen, listen. Figuratively, a the single seed will go in your into the ground, and then everything after that is up to him. Next week, I'll show you the, the attitude of sowing, but let, let me just talk about activating the principle. Tell your neighbor, activate the principle. Now, this I say, he who sows, let's go on, sparingly. There's two types of people in this passage. You know what the word sparingly means? To be stingy. You have a 50 and you got a 10. Which one are you going to put in church? Which one? Can, oh, excuse me, Usher. Can you break this 10? <laughs> you ever seen that in church where they tap the Usher and then the Usher go down the basket and get $5 and give back? <laughs> I see that all the time in church, right? Like, you don't understand. I got a good guest to go home. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have to actually... <laughs> I don't even know where that came. You have to activate the principle. But secondly, you ready? You have to address the problem. I, I, I want to say this. Address and assess the problem. Because maybe you don't need to address it, but you need to assess it. Like, okay. All right, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Why? I'm sowing, 
but I want you to call the finance department and ask them a question. How many envelopes do you have for the month for me? How many times have I sown? Because the problem is not God. The problem is not your job. The problem is not your part-time job either. Problem is the way that you're sowing. Stingily. We, we can't complain or get upset when we sow and we when when we what we reap. Listen, I think it's insane to sow sparingly and expect a big harvest. That's how we're doing it. That's how some of us are doing it, right? We say, well, if I give this, this to the church, I'm going to be blessed. And God say, okay, you're right. I'm going to give you right back what you gave. Tell your neighbor, address the problem. Listen, don't look at quality, quantity, look at quality. And then look at the condition of your heart when you sow. The problem is about our attitude. For instance, Cain and Abel, for instance. Good example, right? Cain just threw an offering at, the God, at God and Abel brought his best before God. And the Bible says God had a regard for him beyond what you can imagine. And I want to say to somebody here, you have to look at how you have to address the problem. And assess the problem. How am I sowing? just throwing crumbs at God? Am I just giving him what's left over? Listen, am I, am I tearing off the top what belongs to him and sowing it in such a way where when I reap, listen, the way you reap is what you'll know, you'll know what you've sown. The next thing he says, two contrasting people in this text. He says, he, right? You see that? He says, he who sows? Person, ain't it? <laughs> Lord Jesus. So God expects us as believers. Paul is addressing this church. And he says, I expect you to sow. Can I ask you a question? Who do you want to be in this text? Let's look at it. He says, and he who sows, what? Bountifully. The contrast here is still a choice. So here's the thing. You have to activate the what? The principle. Did I say activate? Right. I'm just trying to see if y'all still with me. You have to address the problem. But you ready? You have to apply. <laughs> God, how much head knowledge do we have? How much Bible knowledge do we have? How much, how many times we're going to hear the same thing over and over again, but we won't do it. Look, the guy that's sowing sparingly, he ain't reaping much. He's reaping just enough to go past payday to the next payday right before the next payday, right? Right before the next payday. 
But the one who applies the principle consistently, watch this, the one who is in this mode of sowing an abundance says what? He says, man, oh, I can't wait. Because it's coming back. Saints, don't ever think that whatever you release in sowing, I didn't say in giving nothing else. I said to sowing. And then here's what you have to evaluate. What ground and where are you sowing it? Amen. You want me to go there? How much of your seed is going to fast food restaurants? I was going to say some crazy stuff, but I, I want to keep. We called the restaurant yesterday. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> they wanted $75 for child. I said, are we in an inflation or something? I said, hold on a minute. I'm not sowing my seed there. I said, baby, you better find you another restaurant. And she sure did. See, it's about just because you have doesn't mean you spend like that. We're going to reevaluate this thing and make sure, listen, we're being good stewards. I'm going back to stewardship. I'm like, $75? What happened? What panda, panda, nut, panda, what? That's called. I'm like, hold on a minute. These people here, what they franchise or something? I don't know what was going on with them. Do you not know we're, we're, we're living in an inflation right now? Uh, we, we're in a recession. We, we're, we're higher prices for everything. But, but can, I, can I help you with something? The one who been sowing don't have to worry about inflation. You know why? Because God is going to cause in an inflation season for your crop to grow. To produce fruits. You see, you see, you see. He says, he who sows bountifully. I already told you what that word, the word bountifully means praises and blessings. You can't put a number on blessings. Let me say this. When you sow bountifully, you get praises. You have favor. Come on, somebody. You, God is going to give you back so much. You're going to be like, good Lord. Watch this. He who sows bound. You have to tell you never you got to apply the principle. Okay. Did I say activate the principle? Address the problem? Apply the principle, right? What's my next point? It says he who sows bountifully will also what? Reap. You ready? Next point. Always be faithful to practicing. You know why I throw out the 90-day challenge? Because I want you, I want this principle to be activated in your life. If you say, God, I'm gonna give you $10 for the next 90 days. And then after that, you say, I'm gonna give you 20. And after that, I'll give you 50. And after that, I'll give you a hundred. And if you're faithful, 
Oh, baby, you're going to reap. I ain't just talking about money. I'm talking about he will keep you from danger seen and unseen. You're going to go to work and you're going to be like, what in the world is going on? What happened to these people? Why? Because here's the thing. The principle is being applied, but the principle is being practiced. And a lot of times I believe that believers have head knowledge, but little application. We're not faithful with the application, saints. Something happened, this, that, and the third, and then watch this. The first person we cut is God. We cut off our lifeline. We cut off the very place where the source of our blessings come from. Are y'all with me? I got five minutes and one point. Can, can I tell you something? Your harvest is really up to you. Let me ask you a question. You ever, you ever get into multi-level market? And then they tell you this. <laughs> this is what they tell you. This is what they tell you. Oh, you can make as much as you want. It's up to you. Can I help you with something? This is the greatest principle that you'll ever come to know. In your entire life. Ask me how I know. Anybody's found a secret. That you've been applying it to your life. That you've been. A, that that you, you've seen God. Do some stuff. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just trying to tell you. Harvest time will show. What you sowed at seed time. At seed time. Is where you sow. And here's the thing, when more you sow, the more you're going to get. This is a principle. It's a principle. And we operate on principles. Are you with me? All right. One more point. He says this. He says, he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Boy, I got to give you this last point. I'm going to go home. Here it is. That's where the problem is with us. Gosh, dog, it ain't your season yet. This ain't miracle grow. Don't believe what they say on TBN. I promise you. Be patient. God is not through with you yet. You're going to live a bountiful life. That word bountiful means what? Blessings to be spoken well of. A good reputation. Come on, somebody. And along with that, God will bless you financially. Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, listen, listen to me. The delay is not a denial, but you got to remember you have to wait for your harvest. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, in due time, you will reap if you do not grow weary. 
want to help somebody with something today. You lack patience. You want it to happen now. You try it. But how long does it take a fig tree to grow and develop? Three years. That's just to develop. On the fourth year is when it starts producing. Write this down. Write this down. I want you to believe this for me, okay? God has a record of your giving. Write it down. God has a record of your giving. And here's the thing. When harvest times come, when harvest time comes, oh man, not many talking about tax time. I ain't talking about that. You do know you have to tithe on your taxes. But listen, <laughs> when you get the taste of this principle, Listen to this. Stories told of a man who was eating peach cobbler. And his baby boy kept staring at him. And the cobbler. As if to suggest, give me some. When his wife wasn't looking, he put a little cobbler on his finger and gave it to his son. He could tell from the way he responded that he liked the way the peach cobbler tasted. Then that motivated him to lift his little hands and start reaching for more. So he gave him a little bit more. Because he liked the second dose, he lifted up his little hand and reached out for more. You see a pattern is developing here. The more he gave him the more he reached for more. What he didn't know is that the man's mother was watching <laughs> and had been watching all the whole time because he kept reaching. His mother told him, I, told him you shouldn't have given him a taste because now he wants the whole thing. I don't know about you, but like this baby, I've gotten a taste of the blessings of God. And I want to tell you, <laughs> I keep reaching for more and more and more because I found out the principle. And I keep going back and he keep giving me more. Give God a hand clap praise. Give me some of that coffee. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The secret is you got to pay attention to what you sow. And if you sow in abundance, you will reap in abundance. If we could just get a taste. I, I'm just wishing that those of you that are not really giving, I wish you get a taste. 
And boy, you know when you get a taste, boy. Somebody going to amen me here in a minute. Like, hey, Pastor, I got a taste, man. I, oh, I tasted it. Here's the thing. You got to be patient. I think that's where we lose people. I think that's where we lose people. Between your trials and you waiting, not knowing it was a sabotage by Satan. You hear what I said? It was a sabotage by Satan because he knew your harvest was coming. So what did he do? He caused you to say, well, and somebody else reaped You know what happened? Let me show you what happened. Give me a chair. I'm going to illustrate this thing for you. Just put it right there for me, Ralph. In the middle. Amen. Thank you. You've been sowing. Who want to be the one sowing? Come on, somebody sit in that chair. Sit in that chair. And you've been sowing. And you've been sowing and you've been sowing. And you've been sowing and you've been sowing. And you've been doing what you're supposed to do, but then here come the trials. Here come the storms. Here come the rain. And it's pushing you and it's pushing you and it's pushing at you and it's pushing at you. And then finally... Finally, watch this. Watch this. He was in the center. You're still in the chair. But then here comes somebody else. Come here. See, where you were sitting, someone starts standing. Go on right there. And the, and, the, and the inches that you gave up, come on, somebody, was part of your blessing. You got part of your blessing. But she got some of your blessing. Why did she get some of your blessings? Because you move out of what? Position. Because God says what you've been sowing is for you, but you got to stay the ground. Now she's sharing in your blessing. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Be like, dang, how'd she get some of mine? And watch this. And we look at them like, wait a minute. I've been doing, man, hold on a minute. When I tell you the Lord gave me a clear look at this, he gave me a clear look at this. Don't let nobody push you out of position. Don't let the devil push you out of position. Especially, listen to me now, if you've been sowing and sowing and giving and generous, you're generous. And look, and you've been faithful. Watch this. It ain't a whole bunch. These are not rules. These are principles. The difference between rules and principles. But then you got to wait. Some of you say, well, Pastor, I've been waiting 10 years. If you've been waiting 10 years, I'm trying to figure out what kind of tree are you. Wow. Can you imagine when you come to full term and your season comes in for you to produce fruits? It may not be in your 20s. It may not be in your 30s. It may not be in your 50s. Come on now. 
But it doesn't mean that your life is going to be miserable in between them because you're like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water. And in whatever you do, you prosper. Well, let me paint the picture for you. We are in a hurry. We live in a microwave society where we're in a hurry to get what God wants to give us. But when God gives you something, you never lose it. It won't be repoed. It won't be foreclosed on. And you ain't got to rent it at Renner Center. Amen. Give God a hand clap prayer show. All right. Wow. You need prayer today. I think that last point really got me. I almost changed it, but. You got to be patient, y'all. Keep sowing. Sow where you are. Don't, don't, don't try to. <laughs> when I found out, I said, man, I'm going to give. I'm going to keep on giving. And you, do you know every time when I start having that thought in my mind, man, if I give this, what's going to happen? That point of Will I have enough? Remember <laughs> I told y'all that? Will I have enough? He always proves me wrong. He says, you will have enough. Either the bill is going to decrease. Come on, y'all. In an inflation, they're giving me a refund. What the? So I encourage you today to trust God. That's the secret, y'all. Need prayer for this area of your life? I say, I want to be a sower. But I just don't want to be any kind of sower. I want to be a sower that will sow bountifully. I want to be a bountifully, bountiful sower. If that's you today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you this morning. If you're here this morning and you arrived here and you're a believer and you've fallen away from the Lord and you want to be restored back to Jesus, would you come this morning? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you this morning. If you're here this morning and you are in need of prayer, I need prayer this morning. Pastor, I need prayer. I want to pray for you. If you're here this morning and you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart and you want to, you want to be, you want to accept Christ, you want to receive that seed of the gospel. Once that seed of the gospel is planted in you, you will be saved and, and listen, and then your life is going to change. And if you want prayer, if you want to receive Christ today, I want to pray for you. If you need prayer, we're here for prayer.
Listen, we, we need strategy with Satan, y'all, because he ain't stopping. You can walk out these doors <laughs> and phew, everything will hit you. But you have to believe the truth over the lie. And the truth journal, what I talked about in Bible study is that whatever lies he tells you, you in turn write in there the truth. No, my time is not running out. God is not a God who's unjust. Amen. They that wait on the Lord, he will renew their strength. He'll mount them up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. You understand? So those are the scriptures that you need to counterattack Satan with on those lies that he tells. Listen, Sister uh, Sheila, she wants to, she says she's going to volunteer a time to the church. Amen. She loves the church. Amen. And what a blessing, right? She's sowing. Come on, y'all. She's sowing something. Amen. You know, I found out, and I think that's the journey that God has me on here, is to understand. Listen, I understand where everybody is, but here's what I understand. Preaching is what convinces you to change. It does. And if you really listen, your heart begins to change. Come on, let me pray for these people. Lord, we thank you so much for sister Rowe right now who's praying for michael who's in the hospital we pray for his full recovery and healing right now lord thank you for uh sister sheila right now thank you for her sowing her time and god i pray lord that you'd bless her family we pray for iana who's praying and interceding for her teacher god 
Heal him of pneumonia, God. And Lord, touch him so he can return to the classroom. And I pray for her also, Lord, that she will touch her heart. And thank you for what you've done for her by being under the word of God. Pray for Alexis, Lord, who's praying for her family. Praying, Lord, that you would touch her mind, God. And help her, Lord, to, she knows the truth. Help her to understand the truth now and apply the truth, Lord. And help her to see, God, that you have a great future ahead of her. Lord. Then, Lord, I pray for each and every one here listening and those watching. Bless them now. We love you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. Give God a hand clap of praise. And well, there's no football today. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. Amen. Amen. All right, let's stand to be dismissed and um, listen. Um, join me next week, uh, boy. You're gonna you're gonna like the next part of this uh, secret to building your financial house. Amen. Um, I'm telling you, I'm reevaluating. Amen. The way I sow, and because I want to reap, I'm waiting for harvest time. And remember. You have different avenues and different fields to sow in. And when you sow in those fields, God's going to bless you. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you here for Bible study. We're not letting up just yet. We're going to continue to do our scheduling as we are with, with attendance. Just, just, just give it a minute. You know, we got spring break coming up. And, um, you know, so we want to kind of just still be a little cautious until we feel this thing is subsided a little bit. Amen. Be good to one another. Uh, love God. Amen. And continue to read your word, y'all, and stay committed to the church. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your mercy and grace. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you that we've traveled uh, on these dangerous highways to get here. Now, as we leave this place now, give us safe traveling mercies. God, as we go home today, Lord, I pray that the joy of the Lord will be with us. Bless us now. Continue to guide us and, and continue, Lord, to show us your mercy and kindness. We love you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed. Sickness and poverty must be, but the devil is defeated. We are blessed.